departing, y'all. I just wanna be hey. It seems like everywhere I go, everybody there trying to steal the show. So I'm here with my plan. I gotta let him be who I am. I wanna show that now it's our time. Today is my day to make you say day. Cause I'm getting my way. It's my time to shine and it's What's up, everybody? It's your boy Sanchez45 coming at you. It's the On the Warpath podcast, the recap of the Jets and the Redskins. It started last Sunday afternoon with a big old fight and ended with Dustin Hopkins only on the scoreboard for the Skins. And I think we could take a lot of a lot of things out of this. The Jets, uh, the Redskins, come back when fifteen thirteen. And I think we learned a little bit about Alex Smith. He looks sharp, four of six, 48 yards, uh, near touchdown reception by Trey Quinn. And I don't care what anybody says in the world. Trey Quinn had an opportunity to make that catch. It was in front of him. People say it was behind him. It was in front of him. I didn't watch about three or four times. That ball's in front of him each and every time. Get your eyes checked if you think otherwise. But meticulous, nice drive. He had that, uh, Alex Smith had that uh, pressure in his face on the first play of the game where I was like, oh, God, he's getting knocked out already. But found Paul Richardson blindly, and he scampered for eight yards, got a rough in the passer called. Um, Rob Kelly, of course, is the starter. And if you heard the news today, Adrian Peterson signs with the Redskins as insurance <laughs> Who would ever think Rob Kelly's backup would be Adrian Peterson? But that's the way it is. That's injuries with Geis. We have a replacement now. Then Al Smith hooked up with his old boy Vernon Davis on that first drive, had 16 yards, and kind of went downfield, just chipped at him a little bit. The running game still leaves a lot to be desired. Kicked a 22-yard field goal for Dustin Hopkins, who was 4-4 on the evening. And then the Jets, Deron Payne got in there. His first action, he sacked Sam Darnold. And and this Redskins defense really did make Darnold look, how should I say, human, mortal. Uh, Either way you want to put it, he was 8 of 11 for 64 yards. He threw a pick. and. I think, I, I mean, to be honest with you, this defense, I think they're ready to be primetime players. I, I think that what I've seen, you keep on hearing Tim Settle's name. Deron Payne's putting it together. We've got the pieces of Swearinger, uh, Josh Norman, Ryan Kerrigan from last year. Preston Smith, will he emerge? We have that backup now in Parnell McPhee who can come out there and rush. Uh, middle linebacker for health and Mason Foster who said so many great things about the training staff and how he stayed in there all season to get healthy, to get rehab. So, I, I mean, this team looks like it's on the up and up with how healthy it looks. The defense, for the most part, first-team defense held them to field goal, uh, held them to no points there, had a field goal uh, in the second quarter. Ritzkins went into the locker room 9-3, come back out, leads 12-3, at the third quarter, but then it started becoming uh, ESPN 
the Teddy Bridge. I thought we were watching a 30 for 30 about Teddy Bridgewater in the second half. So he came out, got a nice ball delivered to a peak touchdown. Um, another field goal. The Redskins were down 13 to 12. And Kevin Holigan, who I hope gets cut, no offense, put on a decent come from behind drive to get the get the skins in field goal range. But other than that, he really didn't do anything to impress me. The reason why Kansas City let him go, the reason why uh, Cleveland traded him to Washington, he was 7 for 11, 58 yards. Colt McCoy played admirably. I think the, the only interception on the day wasn't his fault. It, it was tipped up in the air, throwing it for Cam Sims, goes in there, gets picked off. So, I, I mean... Can you really blame him for that? Uh, I, I wouldn't. But who I was impressed with, Cam Sims. We keep on hearing that on offense. 57 yards off three catches. Almost had a almost had a touchdown pass there. Looked very pretty. Montez, uh, is it Montez Carter? Who I think got released, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the running back, he had a nice run. The guy from Grambling. And I um really wasn't sure about him at first. I, so he kind of made a name for himself there. Martrez Carter on that one run. But that was all he had. He had 45 yards, but it was that long, a 33. So I think, and if I'm looking at this right, I think he did get released. Let me Let me check this real quick. Yeah, Montrez Carter got released yeah, uh, two days ago. So he didn't impress. I guess Adrian Peterson might be all day, might be all damn. We don't know what AD stands for. Um, Capri Bibbs, he had seven uh, receptions, 47 yards, but he's dealing with some injuries. Trey Quinn, three for 36. Vernon Davis had that one catch. A semi Cobb, two for 14. Brian Quick, I don't think he's going to make the thing. Doxon had his first catch of the preseason, uh, an 11-yard catch. Defense, Fernandez, Quinn Blanding, Jonathan Allen was out there doing good. Martrell Spates doing really good. Zach Vigil is out there doing his thing. Troy Apke, did you see that interception that kid had when Teddy Bridgewater and company I believe it was Bridgewater out there, but they were driving. They were in the red zone, tipped the ball in the air, and he came down and slid. I, I mean, it looked like a baseball play. Like he was catching a, a close fly ball. Like he was a little too far for, from it and caught, just slid under it, caught it, secured it, and got an interception. That's what this team is going to need if we want to make it to the next level. If we want to get to the playoffs, you've got to have turnovers. The last few years that the Redskins, the last two times that the Redskins have made the playoffs, excuse me, it's been about turnovers. It's not just about the yardage because the year that the Redskins ranked in the top 10 in defense or top 15 in defense, which was back in 2014, they were 4-12. and They couldn't force any turnovers. But then almost the exact inverse, they were at the bottom of the barrel in 2015, but they forced turnovers. So you got to find a happy medium there. 
We keep on hearing great things about Quentin Dunbar. But I thought the best thing, to be honest with you, was the fact that Terrell Pryor got punked. I don't really take solace in preseason games and winning preseason games, but the fact that they went up there, one, Swearinger kind of bucked at him, which, I mean, if you're captain, I don't really think that's the the best thing to do. I just think that sends a bad message. I thought it was funny, but I, I thought from a professional standpoint, I, I just thought that if you want to be a captain, maybe act like one, act like a leader. I, I don't think that's something a leader would do in that in that situation, but is what it is. Terrell Pryor had to come because he's kind of inciting this. I, I mean, he looked like Trump on Twitter pretty much. He's kind of inciting violence for a second. But either which way, Redskins got the last laugh, and I was hoping he got the last laugh out of him. And you can tell that there's no love lost there. But if I had to take, looking at this game as a whole, I thought it was a snooze fest. Watched most of it. Probably will rewatch it again before the Redskins take on the Broncos. Maybe watch a little bit of the highlights there. But MVP's got to be Dustin Hopkins. He's ready for the the regular season, five of five. All of these uh, field goals were within 40 yards or 40 yards or less, 22, 35, 26, 28, and 40. When I see too many, and I saw too many 20s in there, that, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. They, they've got to go in here and execute this red zone. This was a problem last year. Red zone, short yardage, that was a problem last year. It looks like it hasn't really um, translated into success this year either. So I, I want to see want to see a little bit more. Redskins had two scoring drives of 11 plays and only came away with six points. That's unacceptable. That is totally unacceptable to see this team go out here and do that. While the first drive was with Alex Smith, I thought if you gave Alex Smith the second time, and I'll get into that in a second here too, about how much we see of Mr. Smith coming to Washington. And then Colt McCoy, if he's going to be a backup, he's got to get this in the end zone. Uh, we can blame it on the offensive line, but I think at the end of the day, uh, this falls on the heart of the quarterback falls at his feet. But whatever it may be, it's still a win. An ugly win. Can't win gracefully. We know this with Redskins fans, boo-boo. We ain't winning pretty. That That's just not our mantra. I don't think I remember. I, I maybe remember a handful of games since 2007 where I haven't had to to not cuss and get really mad to the point of violence. Yeah, maybe last year against the Raiders. That was a fun game to watch. But I can't really think of can't really think of too many else. I, I mean Dallas in at the end of the twenty fifteen season. Playing Detroit Lions in 2007. 
this is a fun game to watch that we knew that, hey, we blow this game out. I want to see one of those games. I want to see two of those games this year. Colt shouldn't come up in our house and do that. Should not come and make us a close game. We need to beat Andrew Luck and the Colts. Man, I haven't played football in almost two years. Boy, you got to be kidding me. Huh? What? You heard me? But anyway, I wanted to address the fact of the matter of Alex Smith and how much time he's getting to play. He didn't play last week. New quarterback. New city. new Semi-new system. I don't care if he's 34 or if he's 24. His ass needs to be out there. He should have played the one drive last week. He should have played two drives this week. Probably play a half this upcoming week coming up this Friday night against the Denver Broncos, which will be a good test for him. Something he's familiar with, but still a good defense. Uh, Von Miller in the war is coming to play the Burgundy and Gold in the final dress rehearsal because we won't see him in week four. So if we take this, if we learn something from in the past, I, I we can say Alex Smith is a professional, in which he is. I, I'm not taking that away from the brother. I wouldn't. I'd never do that. But the fact of the matter is, he's been on three teams for a reason. If he was that valued, he would have been stay, He would have stayed on one, maybe a second team. But there's no way he gets to a third team. He needs to be out there. He's had his struggles before. He's not elite. He's above average. He's not elite. I don't think he's a top five quarter. He's a top ten. I mean, we can give him a coordination talk all great. That, that's one thing I hate about this training camp. There's no adversity. Not drama. There's no adversity. Different. Two things. Adversity makes you stronger. Drama just divides you. Might have had some adversity with the Jets training camp to the the joint practice there. But two different terms. To be honest with you, I need to see more of Alex Smith. I want to see more of Alex Smith because we'll fall into that same trap after the 2015 season. When Kirk Cousins didn't play at all in the first game against Atlanta, I believe. No, no, he played against Atlanta. He didn't play against the Jets in the second week of the preseason. Then comes out play a uh, half against the Bills. The following week didn't play against Tampa Bay. And got his ass whooped, boy, against Pittsburgh. Flash forward to 2017. Same thing. Lightly sprinkled. Lightly salted. Lightly peppered. Not enough flavor. And it shows. It shows. If I'm Jay Gruden, I'm looking at my last four Week ones. 
They haven't really been close. Think besides the Miami one, it really hasn't been close. They've all been double digits. Was it seventeen to six in Houston and fourteen? Seventeen to ten against Miami? What was it 30, 38 to 16 against Pittsburgh on Monday night? National television? Then the same, same, you got a 30 burger dropped on you again? I, I just think that you have to, you got to put them through the fire. I know. We're worried about injuries. That that's probably the biggest thing. But you got to see. You got to see what you got. And you got to see how it meshes. You can't wait till week one. You can't wait for the show to iron out the kinks. That's not how they do it in the theater business. Hell, that's not even how you do it in the research business. You can't just start an experiment and not go out and do your research and your education and your studying. You got to do that. It's going to be how you perform. Like we can sit here and say practice is great and all. It's good, i.e., and it is. It's all good. But we'll, we'll see come week one against Arizona in the desert. On September 9th, if this team, if Jay Gruden's finally learned his lesson. I'll be honest with you right now. In the words of Grandma Clump, ain't no easy winning. That really, that's the truth. There ain't no easy win. You go over there. We can go over into the desert. We can walk over. We can fly over. But we might limp back. I don't think y'all hear me. But we'll see. We will see. I made this point the other day on the YouTube channel. And I sat there and I was thinking about how I wanted to address some of our fanhoods. Or some of our fellow fans. And I thought about. Some are sore that we don't have. Number eight anymore. That's over with. They thought the world was ending. Because Darius Geis. Tore his ACL. And the man upstairs. Doesn't have favor in us anymore. And while I hurt when the guy was, was, tore his ACL, it's not over with. We got to trust. We got to believe. We got to hope. We got to be patient. I don't give up on this team until they have Nine losses. That's that's when I give up on them. Other than that, I sit back 
I ain't going to say relax, but I sit back and watch the story unfold because losing record in the NFL is nine losses. I don't believe in tanking either. Never have, never will. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. What's to say your high draft pick is going to be the savior of franchise? Could be a bust. But my point that I was trying to make is every team in the NFL, they nothing but a bunch of poker players. And we know what's in our hand. You can have the shittiest hand. You can have the best hand. It's all how you play it. It's a reason why Belichick gets these players who probably wouldn't be the best on any other team. Who'd be overshadowed. Found out Wes Welker was okay. He did some things in Miami. But they found the potential in him in New England. Probably one of the best slot receivers ever to play the game. So I, I just that—that's my thing. Do not give up on this team. Injuries, yes. This team put together a great record. I mean, a seven-nine record with the injuries that we had. We can say and blame Bruce Allen, Doug Williams, Jake Gruden, Dan Snyder, all you want to. Shut up and let the boys play ball. That's what I'm gonna do. I'll still freak out, and I'm going to say, what, the H-E double toothpicks every time? And you'll see it. You'll see the frustration. But it's going to be all right, y'all. So back to my original point, the Redskins beat the Jets 15-13. to It's a lot of work. I like what's out of Cam Sins, Trey Quinn, uh, Tim Settle, these rookies. I love what I'm seeing out of them. As long as they can stay healthy. You might have to get some shaman witch doctor man to come and like pour over Redskins Park so we don't have any injuries. But as I always say here, y'all, I appreciate you. I love you. We're on Anchor, iTunes, um, Spotify, somebody, just to name a few. Don't forget to support the page. Got a new support button there. But it's always here and on the Warpath, the YouTube channel, the podcast. We love you guys. And we'll be talking to you real soon. Love, peace, and hell. And I'm out for tonight.